performance fee is typically expressed as a split that is paid to the manager and how much is paid to the limited partners. So a typical thing that you'll see in multifamily is like an 80-20 split, maybe. There's no preferred return, but there's just an 80-20 split. So that 20% is kind of a performance fee. If you're a residential real estate agent earning $200,000 a year and you want to grow your passive income, this show's for you. Learn the secrets other agents use and hear from experts in our field in order to guide you along your journey to investing in assets like apartment communities so that you can turn your commissions into cash flow. I'm Randall DeCleared. Let's go, baby. All right. In keeping with the conversation that we've been having, I want to dive right back into the conversation about funds and how funds operate. And one of the big things about funds and syndications in general, there's maybe a little confusion or misunderstanding about how fees work and what the fees are. And so I want to dive into the fee structure of funds today and give you a high level view of what that looks like. So let's dive right in. Okay. So one of the main things with a fund, the main fees that you're going to see is a management fee. So if you're investing in a fund, a fund is going to acquire multiple assets. And we're talking multifamily here because that's just the easiest way to go about it for our purposes. So there's a management fee on the fund level, which means if there's a $10 million fund and there's a 2% management fee, every year there's a $200,000 charge to the fund to the manager just to manage that, right? If you're familiar with syndications, then it's kind of like um, an asset manager fee almost. Not exactly because even with funds, there's still an asset management fee when you're buying properties. So it's just an additional fee for managing ins and outs and the intricacies of actually managing all that money, deploying the capital, making sure that the investors are up to date, everything is done properly within the fund, acquiring the assets, doing all the stuff that you have to do. So that's one. There's another fee. It's like an expense ratio to keep in mind. So there is a percentage of fees or charges and expenses that the manager of the fund can bill to the fund, right? And so that could be some admin costs and that sort of thing. Not all funds have that. So you just make sure you understand what is being allocated as expenses and how much is there a cap on expenses that can be charged back to the fund, okay? Then you've got performance fees, which are similar to carried interest, right? So performance fee is typically expressed as a split that is paid to the manager and how much is paid to the limited partners. So a typical thing that you'll see in multifamily is like an 80-20 split, maybe. There's no preferred return, but there's just an 80-20 split. So that 20% is kind of a performance fee. Okay. So another fee that is associated is not necessarily a fee, but I guess you could call it a fee. It's a performance fee. So if the property or if the fund is paying out, say, a 7% preferred return, then anything above that preferred return, there's a split on it, typically. So a typical split is like a 70-30 split. So 70% goes to the limited partners, 30% would go to the general partners of the fund. And so that 30% is considered a performance fee. We're proud to be sponsored by Ridgeline Investment Group. Ridgeline has a track record of transacting more than 53 million in assets throughout Texas. Ridgeline is currently looking to acquire 100 to 200 unit Class B multifamily communities between 5 and 20 million in San Antonio, Temple, Waco, Tyler, and other Texas secondary markets. To learn more about Ridgeline Investment Group, visit www.ridgelineig.com. 
we have produced a 7% return. We are now going to start partaking in the additional profits this property or this fund produces. And so that's a performance fee. All right. So some of the other fees that you may see on a fund are like exit fees. So sometimes when you exit the fund, there could be a fee nominal amount that just for drawing the capital out, the admin work that has to go into that. Sometimes that's carried, that's taken into account under administrative fees. And so you'll see that on there as well. There's a term that you need to know and be familiar with is the redemption period. So there's typically a time within a fund that you cannot redeem your investment or you can't liquidate your investment in the deal. And so typically if you invest, there's going to be a deployment period, right? We're collecting all the capital, we're going out and then we're going to deploy all that capital. And so if as a fiduciary of the fund, you came to me and said, I'm the fiduciary, you came to me and said, hey, I need to take all my money out. I'm kind of worried or something is happening. That would negatively impact everyone else that's in the fund. All the other limited partners that could negatively impact our ability to actually go and sell an asset at the right time. And so there's typically a, a redemption period that's in there that you can't redeem within a certain period of time, right? So keep an eye on that. So whenever you're going through and looking at at fee structures, and once you get into this world and you're looking at these types of investments and deals often, take note. You know, on the private placement memorandum, there's always a breakdown typically on the first few pages that really goes into and says, look, this is how the fee structure is. And then it goes on for another 120 pages talking about all kinds of different things that, that can and should happen, can and hopefully don't happen, that sort of thing. But compare the fee structure, right? If you're investing and it feels as though the operator is really just looking out for themselves, maybe there's not a great alignment of interest, right? You want to make sure that you're investing and you are getting a proper return without being feed to death when you're going into these deals. Obviously, there is a reason the fees exist because funds that operate and deploy capital and are able to go to take down uh, large multifamily assets wouldn't exist if they could charge a fee. And you wouldn't be able to get into these deals if you weren't able to invest in these funds. So it's a symbiotic relationship, right? Anyway, you just know that you can go and look at these different operating, different PPMs, and you can start to get an idea of what the market is offering across the board. The other thing to note is... If you get an offering or you get somebody presenting a fund to you or presenting a syndication to you, know the impact that the fees will have on your return, right? So it's really easy to put out a thing that says, you know, this deal is going to return 20% IRR and this is what it's going to look like. It's all fantastic. But you need to know what your net to investor return is going to look like. Okay. So when I say net return, because Obviously, as a general partner, we're taking a fee for the management. We would be getting a percentage of the deal. You know, if it's a 70-30 split, then we take a percentage of that. So net to you, make sure you understand what your total return looks like after the fees have been taken into account. Right. And as with anything, you know, we are not financial advisors. We don't offer that sort of investment advice, the disclaimer that always comes out. Okay. So those are some of the fees and the things you need to think about when you're looking at the fees, fee structures. Just know, honestly, that getting into a deal or being invited to an opportunity to actually invest in a deal, I mean, you can say yes or no, but this is typically how these things work. There's a lot of work that goes into finding, acquiring, doing all the due diligence, and then ultimately operating an asset like multifamily or any other asset class, right? And so there's a reason that the fees are in there. 
And as a passive investor, you get to enjoy the benefits of someone else doing all of that work. And you're getting typically the lion's share of the deal. So yeah, hopefully this was helpful. If you have any questions, just reach out to us. Let us know. Happy to jump on a call or phone, chat, whatever it is, and dive into this a little bit deeper. Thanks. Catch up soon. Surprisingly, most of the agents we speak with got into real estate hoping to gain passive income and become work optional. However, only one in five ever start investing. Most are simply too afraid to start. Once you get educated by listening to this show, you'll be able to overcome that fear and become the one in five who are finding financial freedom. Don't miss a single episode. If you want to stay up to date, the best way is to make sure you're subscribed. So if you haven't done that, go ahead and do it now. And we'll catch you on the next episode.